The Tennessee Titans hosted the Cincinnati Bengals at Nissan Stadium on Saturday in the AFC playoffs divisional round. It did not end the way the Titans would have liked. Bengals beating the Titans 19-16 to to eliminate the Titans from the playoffs. But uh, joining us on the phone right now is Mike Keith, voice of the Tennessee Titans. And Mike, I know the season and the playoffs did not end the way the Titans would have wanted, but uh, we've been talking about it all morning long. First, let's just start with this weekend of playoff football that we saw because... Uh, you know, you ask a lot of people and they'll tell you this is this, this this was the best weekend of football they've seen in a long time, maybe ever in the history of the NFL. It was unbelievable. And um, the, the sad part for the Titans is what you love about the NFL this weekend, if you're just a casual observer, was evident in the Tennessee-Cincinnati game, and that is You had the the young quarterback, Burrow, played a fantastic game. He got the heck beat out of him all day, and yet he found ways to come through. Uh, The Titans fought back. You know, you're down 16-6. You have uh, Monty Hooker make an incredible interception, and, you know, the game gets really interesting. And then the drama at the end with the interception, the completion, the field goal, and the Cincinnati win at advancing to the AFC championship game. If you're an objective observer, Brian, you're right. I mean, from a storyline standpoint, it's just fantastic drama. And then you had the same thing on Saturday night with San Francisco blocking the punt and winning. Uh, Yesterday, the Rams get a big lead. The Bucks come back. And all of a sudden, the Rams make one big play and win the game. And then, you know, the game that it last night was just, you know, otherworldly. That was crazy, Uh, especially the last two minutes of the game. So a great weekend of NFL football, some super stories. Unfortunately for the Titans, one of those stories did not go the way Tennessee fans would have wanted. How do you not win a game when you sack the quarterback nine times? I'm sure that I'm, I'm sure I'm not the first person to ask that question. Well, I don't think it's ever happened before in the <laughs> NFL. Um, I, I don't. I don't think a team that that sacked another team's quarterback nine times has ever lost. So I think it's a very fair question. How how do you do it? You turn the ball over three times, and the interceptions were all crushing. Uh, The one on the first play set up a field goal. The last one set up a field goal. And the one in between stopped a drive on the other team's 10-yard line where you're at least going to get three. So, I mean, you know, when you lose points in a 35-point game, when you give away points and you lose points, I I think that's how you do it, unfortunately. I'll say this, and I'm old school. You know, I I followed this game when they were using the real pig's bladder. So I'm one of those, take a one-point conversion every time, take a field goal. I'm always to take points, especially in the postseason where, with some notable exceptions, obviously, over the weekend, there's not going to be a ton of points. But when you have a chance to kick a field goal, I I didn't like the two-point conversion thing, but I get it. I mean, I, I know all the analytics are in there, but like I said... I'm I'm a Stone Age kind of guy, but, you know, I, I've heard people say, oh, the Titans were looking past and this and that and the other. I don't think you look past. You don't look past anyone in the playoffs. Tell me, the playoffs The playoffs are special. Postseason, name the sport, is, is special. 
NCAA basketball tournament play is special. It's different. It's different than the regular season. You might have played a team 20 times during the regular season. You get into the postseason, especially in a one-and-done scenario, it just has a different vibe and a different feel. Like they said in baseball, every base hit in the postseason is a rally. You know, every two first downs is a rally or a drive or whatever in the postseason. Yeah, that's exactly right. And And that's why the interceptions end up being so big is because you start the football game and you have a pick on the first play. Yeah. And, I mean, if that happens in week seven, eh, we go on, you know. But you had a sense in the stadium at the moment that it happened, even when the Bengals just got a field goal out of it, that it set a tone for the entire day because it's the playoffs. And it did. You know, it was a was a play that um, – Gave Cincinnati belief because you got to remember, here we are. We've just come out of the tunnel. We've introduced the starters. We've introduced Derrick Henry last. That place <laughs> is shaking. Shaking. Little Big Town's done the national anthem. The place is shaking. The coin toss, everything, getting ready. All of the momentum is with the home team. And on the first play, you throw an interception. And, again, the defense stopped them. They kicked a field goal. That was it. But it's about every single play and the momentum. A dropped pass factors in, and the Titans had multiple drop passes in the game. A dropped interception that could have been returned for a touchdown. Jackrabbit Jenkins had one of those. Everything that happens is magnified. And you know it, it makes the pressure so intense from the jump. Um, that, listen, the atmosphere Saturday at Nissan Stadium was fantastic. And it, it was exactly what you want. The only thing that didn't go right was the end. I'll say this. I was I did the Mox game. Uh, they were in Virginia. So I'm coming back from Virginia. Perfect timing. So I'm in the car getting ready for a nice, you know, five-hour and 45-minute drive. And the Titans game just starting. So I'm listening to the Nash. I'm listening to the Westwood One broadcast. And even they said that. They said this place is as ecstatic as it's ever been. I mean, with sure. Henry coming back, home field advantage, you know, for the duration. And even they went out of their way, and obviously they have covered, you know, other NFL, you know postseason games and whatever. They said Nissan Stadium was as crazy as it's ever been. It was great. You know, we had fans from all over the region who came in, and it was the toughest ticket in the history of Nissan Stadium. And, you know, this is what really crushes you about how fast it ends because 48 hours ago we're through the roof we're driving to the stadium thinking there could be an afc championship game here you're going to have josh allen or patrick mahomes here (laughs) if you can win and and listen the titans knew what they had to do and they they knew there was a big challenge in cincinnati they didn't overlook them but as a fan the possibility of what if is part of the excitement of the playoffs. And when that is gone, oh, wow, what a gut punch. I've said this before, and I've said it mostly about tournament basketball, where it's like blowing up a balloon. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and all of a sudden, bam, it's just gone. 
And I don't know about you, Mike, but I know that day after, when you've got nothing to do and you're done, you know, for X amount of months or whatever, with actually doing games and adrenaline, it's it's a weird thing. It's a weird transition. I'm sure for players and coaches that are used to getting in the office and watching film and for players doing rehab and doing A, B, C, and D, and all of a sudden that routine just ends so abruptly. It's just really weird. It's very strange. And there's no way to describe <laughs> the finality. Yeah especially when you have a team you think can win it all. And I, I've said, you know, I thought this team could win it all. But back when we played them, I said, you know what? I think San Francisco's a team that can win it all. Uh, certainly Kansas City's a team that can win it all. Cincinnati's a team that can win it all. That was what these playoffs were going to be about, is I thought the depth of the postseason was striking. Mm-hmm. I, it was a really striking overall depth to the postseason. And that part of it for us, and and having it end in that way, um, golly, wow. I mean, you're just sort of shaking your head going, how did this happen? But, again, this is what it's all about. And Mike Vrabel did not bring the players in yesterday, which is – Custom. Usually you come in immediately the day after do final physicals, last meeting, everybody's gone. He's bringing them in today. Uh, Mike Vrabel will talk to the media today at noon, and we'll see what he has to say. But this is a franchise that has a lot of major decisions in this offseason, largely driven by the fact that they have six straight winning seasons, which Mm -hmm. means, guess what? You've paid people, which means, guess what? You don't have a lot of salary cap room. All right, now the text question that we got is Aaron Rodgers headed for Nashville? <laughs> well, there are a lot of good places to eat. Maybe he wants to see the Opry this weekend. Sure. I don't know. I mean, you're, I, mean I, I would say, you know, that's we're, we're close to the silly season where all of the rumors start. And what's really strange is because of the 17th game, and the fact that we made the divisional round, we're even closer to the silly season. I mean, remember this. I'm five days away from leaving for Mobile in the Senior Bowl. That's next week. Hmm. And then after after the Senior Bowl, uh, then you get into sort of that uh, February time with headed towards Combine, which is March 1st. And then March 14th is when the – uh, what they call the legal tampering period begins for free agency. Free agency starts March the 16th. So we are less than two months from all of that. I, I would imagine we'll hear every rumor under the sun <laughs> between now and then. Well, one other question. In your mind, was Derrick Henry, was he was he full strength and ready to go, play, you know, game ready, kind of ready to go? I think he was. I, I don't think he was sharp because he had not played. And I, I think that's what was kind of the hope is that you get him in there and that he plays and that you, you know, you get him 18 to 20 touches and you get him going and then you have him more at full strength for the championship and the Super Bowl uh, in terms of timing. You know, that was the whole part of it that was what was really going to be important was to get him sort of back in the rhythm. There's no way you can do that unless you're being tackled. So I don't think he was his sharpest, but in terms of a health standpoint, I think he was fine. And I think that's really that's really the good news is he will go into the offseason knowing that he's okay. 
because he's now done it. And so he does not have to spend nine months wondering, can I still do this? He knows he can still do it. And that will fuel his offseason work, which he can begin fully due to the fact that he's healthy. Some guys having surgery right now, you know, they have to wait yeah, several yeah, months yeah. before they can really get going. And, and just to look ahead, so many great storylines this weekend with, you know, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. You, you know, you got the young guys that you, you know, you saw Joe Burrow who, Seems like he's been in the league, you know, maturity-wise for six years or whatever it is. You're not supposed to be that mature as young as he is. And then the other young, Mahomes is incredible, and the Stafford thing is is unique to L.A., and they may have a home field Super Bowl, and there's just so many great stories out there as we head to the next round. Well, we thought the NFC West was the best division in football, and it turns out we were we were right. Uh, and that's what the NFC is going to feature. What's most fascinating about San Francisco and the Rams is the Rams have been so good since Sean McVay got there, but he can't beat the Niners. <laughs> he hasn't been able to beat them. They, they have owned him since he's been the head coach there um, and the lost to him twice this year. So you're, you're kind of looking at it and you're saying, can he sort of overcome his own curse on the other side? Cincinnati can go into Kansas City and win. They are good enough. But can they? <laughs> can they go can they go into Arrowhead? I, I'm saying in terms of a physical possibility, yes, they can do it. Joe Burrow is good enough. But can they really do it? And the fact that they beat Kansas City in week seventeen to clinch the AFC North which will only add to the intrigue of this one. Yeah, it's going to be a great weekend of championship games. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Kansas City. I'm, I'm with Cincinnati in the fact that they say all the right things. Do they really, when the lights are out, do they really, really believe they could go to Kansas City and win? I, I know what they say. And their demeanor is good, and they say the right things, and, uh, you know, we're a new team, and... 31 years, it doesn't matter anymore. Do they really deep down believe that they're going to be able to do that? That'll be that'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be, especially with 82,000 Chiefs fans going crazy in what is one of the two or three loudest venues in the NFL. That place will be crazy on Sunday at, at 3.05 your time. All right, Mike, I, I don't know when we'll talk, but I know we will. Maybe pre-draft or signee, sure. free agent signee. I, I, will, I will not hesitate to wake you up early and get some commentary. Oh, I've been up since 4.30 here on the farm. <laughs> what are you kidding? Gotcha. Thank you, Mike, as always. We appreciate it. Okay. We, we appreciate your body okay. of work. Well, thank you.